LSG Media presents a Game of Thrones podcast. This is a weird episode of television to discuss, Jessica. This is one of those, should I get mad at the characters? Should I get mad at the writers? Oh, I know who I'm mad at. Should I get mad at... uh, I don't know. It's it's the most odd episode of television I've watched in Game of Thrones to discuss. Because I feel like there are moments where I go, this is awesome. This is what I love about the show. And then a lot of other stuff, I go, boy, this is trash. I didn't like this that much at all. Um, I find it utterly fascinating that we're devoting a 90 minutes to these things. And um, I almost feel like it's funny, you know, one of the things we talked about was when we get to each next episode, we're going to forget the episode before it. Oh, I didn't forget the episode before it was some things that happened in this episode. It made me think I'm pissed off about the stuff that happened in the episode. I'm more mad about the episode before based on stuff that happened in this episode. Yeah. See, that's, that was unexpected, but I think I'm with you. I'm not, I'm curious as to what you said. Now, truth be told, you and I didn't watch this together. No. So I have no idea how you feel totally, about it. We both times I watched it by myself. So that said, um, I'm curious as to what you think about it. I will, uh, I'll give you my overall impressions on it right now. Go ahead. Um, it's just kind of middling television to me at this point, um, which is unfortunate because there's cool things that I like. Now, truth be told, Jessica, you know me. I love the medieval aesthetic. I always will. I will always be, I will always lean towards liking something more than I probably should based off the setting, based off the source material that I've come to love, based off of the characters. That's just the way I am. So when I say middling, I think that there's downright bad things that happen in this episode. Um, I think there's a couple of things that some people think are bad that I don't think are, and perhaps perhaps, um, I can persuade them otherwise. Mm, Disagree. Just guessing. <laughs> on what principle? I you imagine it involves Jamie. <laughs> you haven't even heard what I'm going to say yet. And of course, and of course it involves, by the way, Sir Jamie, show some respect. Yeah, well, Sir Brienne, show some respect to her. Um, but yeah, yeah. by the way, Sir Brienne, show some respect to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> also <laughs> but, true. But we'll get to that. By the way, uh, also, Sir Benioff and wife, Weiss, show some, show some respect to Sir Brienne. Show some respect to us as viewers. All right, you start. Go ahead. I just want to talk about, and I said this before, but whatever. I want to give my overall impressions about what I think of Game of Thrones so far this season as a whole. What my favorite part of Game of Thrones is this season. And as I said on the original recording before I got screwed up, I was going to post this in the LSG Media Game of Thrones group. And then I was like, no, I'm going to save it for the podcast. But then this morning, I work with Aaron Fallon, listener and Illuminati member. Yep. This morning at work, I told her because I think I'm so funny. So I had to share. But this is true. This is actually not a joke. This is 100% the truth. My favorite thing about Game of Thrones this morning, this morning, I'm sorry, this whole season has been the fucking memes. Done. (laughs) The Game of Thrones memes have made my life. I wake up on Monday morning and I cannot wait to get on Facebook and see the memes. The one of fucking ghosts being sad looking out the window, that little white dog. The one of Brienne, the fuckboy one. That's my favorite. <laughs> it's my fucking favorite. Okay. The jokes about her out in the house coat, uh, the Starbucks thing, like Danny's. Oh my God. If you are not looking at Game of Thrones memes, what is wrong with you? My favorite part of Game of Thrones right now are the memes making fun of Game of Thrones. They brighten my life and 
I just had to share that with all of you. Keep sharing them. You Please. know, I'll tell you, here's what I am going to do. I'm going to try to not be, you know, one of the things that happened with the, with the Walking Dead podcast is that there was a lot of good TV to be had in The Walking Dead. And then it started to get bad to the point where I could have fun and make fun of it and laugh. And then it got to a point where I was like, but no, my lovely relative is actually dead and I now accept it and now I'm sad. Yeah. And the episodes just became me kind of bitching about The Walking Dead, which I thought to myself, number one, this isn't fun to watch. It's not fun to prepare for. And then the podcasters are becoming not fun, which is very rare for me. Now, I'm not there with Game of Thrones yet. I'm still in the it's kind of funny phase. And and I've learned something from my time in the trenches with The Walking Dead about how to uh, enjoy it in my own way. And, uh, and I will be honest with you, self-delusion is a very powerful tool. And, uh, and I'm going to be employing a little today to, to I guess, um, let's, let's just say, Jessica, let's say Game of Thrones is a bit of a shipwreck. And uh, let's just say I'm going to attempt to swim to shore successfully. Oh, but don't worry. You're all going to make it through the fucking open ocean to the shore. Even if you get hit in the head by a giant fucking beam, you're going to make it. Okay? Yeah. Don't you fucking worry, viewers. You're going to make it. There's some stuff. Not Masandi, though. She ain't going to make it. They're going to scoop her right up. She's going to be beheaded. I'm going to just fine. I'm not going to bury the lead. Masandi's death is a mistake by the writers. Yeah, and for my Deadpool. So It's a mistake. They fucked up with that character. And you and I have not been kind to Masandi and Grey Worm. We did find some light at the end of the tunnel with them last time. And I think it was a real disservice. It, it was a lot of times we say... I was talking to John about this before the show, Johnny Butters, the glorious margins in himself. And we were, and I was saying, we, it, it's just kind of categorically dumb to waste a character with no narrative purpose. In, in there are times where sometimes the narrative purpose is there is no purpose and that's the horror of war. But it just seemed way too convoluted and convenient that she got scooped up just to be used as an example for nothing. Stupid. It's dumb. It's a not waste happy. of her character. If I was a, I'm not a huge fan of Missini. Actually, the way she's been treated is making me more of a fan of her because I like the underdog. And I kind of feel like what a stupid way to get rid of her character. It just was dumb. I agree. It's only being used to sort of further the Grey Worm character. And the tragic and irony. No, don't we care about Missini more than Grey Worm to begin with? Yeah, but I, but I, I, I like Grey Worm more that he survived the fucking battle and had his moment of fear, made him more of a person. Do you know what I mean? And then the other thing with Grey Worm is the real tragic irony of Miss Andy's death is Cersei is like, who is Grey Worm? Like she didn't do that to her Grey Worm. She did hurt Danny. Yes. And that's the other like kind of fucked up tragedy of it. You know, like, I don't know. It just, it, it was kind of just dumb. And I wanted to get that off my chest right away. But but we won't we will we will have some semblance of order in this episode. I think I think we will kind of move through the parts that we need to move through on and talk about them um, in some of the good things. So can I open with something that I think is kind of good? Sure, go ahead. Saying goodbye to the fallen comrades. It was a little too long for me and a little too cheesy. But yes, in general, I was on board. I was on board. I, I mean, I like that each person held a torch for a person that had a connection to them on some level. I don't like when Danny cried for Jorah. I mean, he really mad me more killer. But that's yeah. just me. That's yeah. just me. It was cool for Arya to torch Beric. It was cool for Danny to uh, the the no, stark the cool. stark pin on Theon was cool. No, I that right? moment and you know now Theon is my guy. <laughs> Theon's dead. He's a guy. Okay. Dude, even you friend He's zone. Even you friend zone Jorah over <laughs> the, for Theon. <laughs> That's so funny. Even in death he gets friend zoned. 
<laughs> what a horrible All world. All I ever did was love Joe. I want to marry him. And now I'm like, when Theon got that Stark pin <laughs> in death. No, but that was, I mean, Danny crying over Jorah, I'm like, fuck you, Danny. Sansa giving that Stark pin to Theon was why Theon's death was the best best death of all of these because mm. it, it, into that it was still the best moment and they're saying goodbye and maybe that's because I'm, I'm so hateful of Danny now mm-hmm. like that's part of the problem I have another thought about Danny now I've been annoyed at Danny because I think Danny has been behaving as Danny probably would behave based on the way she's been established in other words with consistent writing now I almost think they're kind of fucking her a little too I think what they're doing is they're trying to make a change they should have been making slowly over the course of seasons in one episode mm-hmm. because I I like what they're doing with Danny and the things they're starting to show her do I essentially going mad and turning against the people who are loyal to her is what I think we're watching happen. But instead of making it a slow burn, they're making it like one episode with her Starbucks cup and she's fucking turning on all her allies. Like, Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? And that's the problem. Like I like, I understand what they're doing, but they're trying to do it too forced and too short of amount of time. Yeah. I hear that. Um, Let's let's get back to the pairings. So Arya and Beric, that one makes sense. That's a good narrative payoff. I mean, it's not crazy, but sure. We discussed how Beric was a weird person in her life, this kind of oddly ancillary character, but he mattered in the end to her he survival. Her. And he and she, of course, killed the Night King, which we won't belabor here because we've discussed that already. Um, the Sam and Ed one, I like, but I almost feel like... It's and John? No, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I, I wanted... I, first of all, I think we've discussed the actor who plays Sam and he's good. And he, ele- I think somebody said it on the on the on the Facebook group. The actors are actually elevating the script at this point. I agree, 100%. right? They really are. And I think, and I think it is. Um, I, I wanted Sam, maybe not so overtly, but I wanted a part of him to feel haunted by Ed's death because he, he did it again. Like he came out and he was on the battlefield and quote showing courage, and Ed died for it. And I don't know. I, maybe I'm asking too much of the show for for him to for John to do like a you know it's not your fault thing. That's that's way too on the nose. But you know what I mean. I'm almost yeah. I, I don't know. That's really nitpicky. But um, but so there's that, and We're then there's so of course now. John's connection to the Lady of Bear Islands. I was that, fine with that. I was fine with that. Danny Jorah, Sansa Theon, of course. Those yeah, those are the obvious fuck ones. Danny, but whatever. Don't even get me started. Yeah. Well, save no, save some that fire of that. Me for Jorah. Okay. <laughs> I should, I should have lit that fire and, and kissed, kissed his cold dead cheek, okay? The, the reality, though, is this is what you would have been doing. You would have been lowering the torch onto him, but turning and looking at Theo. No. <laughs> you would have been like, I wish that was me putting the Stark sigil on his corpse. I mean, that was great, though. That was a good moment. Come on. So anyway. I wanted Sam to walk over and take like heart Spain and be like, thank you. <laughs> Truth be told, man, uh, Danny is learning that Westeros does not fuck around. Yeah. Westeros is a tough place to, uh, to rule. Truth be told. Right. That is the fucking truth. Well, so I kind of dug the beginning. John's speech was okay. I think, I think. Not his best. He said better. Yeah, but it wasn't bad because it didn't go on and on. He just said, set aside. I mean, the most important shit I think he said. Did he say now their watch has ended? I can't remember. He did not. Yeah, that pissed me off. Okay, he said we. He says, people who came together to set aside their differences, to fight together and die together so that others may live. It is our duty to keep them in our memory. That first sentence, though, set aside their differences to fight together and die together so that others may live. Yeah, that's what he's saying. 
because he's trying to get Danny some points. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. he's she. He Knowing him, though, knowing him, he probably had to have her proofread it first. Not even her. Like, Masande proofread it. <laughs> she didn't even got time for that shit. <laughs> She's too busy looking at the throne. Like, the pictures of the throne. You know, like when you're, like, we're, like a kid and you have fucking teen beat posters on your wall? She got pictures of the Iron Throne. She's, like, taping herself in it, like, next to fucking John. Like, I can't. That's true. Bye. I don't think, I think Danny's going to have a difficulty ruling anything without Masande. She was kind of the brains behind the uh, day-to-day logistics. Like, who's going to get fed? <laughs> don't burn these people alive. Don't kill that. Don't let the dragon eat that guy's goats. You well, know, that was, kind of shit. was sweet. She was. And it's a, it's and a, very it's pretty. A, it's unfortunate. It's a stupid kind of end for her. But anyway, um, let's get to the drinking and revelry. Yeah. And let me tell you, was this good TV? No. It was fucking <laughs> fun to watch, though. I enjoyed watching it. I was like, look at all my friends celebrating. This is cute. Saying funny shit, playing drinking games. Like a college party. I'm like, look at my friends at a college party. This is fun. Is it good TV? No, it's bad TV. There are two episodes of Game of Thrones left after this. This is not what we should be watching for literally 15 fucking minutes. Right. Okay? Right. And there's stuff to be said about what goes on here. But like just in general, yes, I like watching all my friends drink and celebrate. It was fucking cute and fun. Was it good? No, it wasn't. It was just fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, It's, ah, uh, God. Uh, Tiffany in the black girl in Westeros there, I said it. Yeah, it's true. But we'll get more. We'll, we'll, we got to get to Miss Sandy at the end again. Cause I have more to say about some things that they could have done to make her death a little cooler, but they didn't sadly. Cause they were lazy as fuck. Anyway, the, the drinking and revelry. Um, Kendrick gets to be a fucking Lord now. Blah, blah. So, all right. So during a lot of this, there, these moments, there were times when I, I kind of shrunk into my seat a little, have you ever watched, been watching a movie and been kind of embarrassed? Yes. Oh my God. That's how I felt. Dude. And you can't look. You're like, I can't look. I'm so embarrassed. Yes. These people. Yeah. I felt that way. I felt that way a little bit in this one. Now it, it, it was mostly Gendry's proposal, which we get to in a minute. Now, before, <laughs> before, Someone knew he's got to be friend zone now. Jor <laughs> <laughs> is dead. Your turn, pal. <laughs> Those Baratheons don't take well to being friend zoned. <laughs> Kendrick becomes a fat alcoholic in the next episode. He looks like fucking Thor from the Avengers. Damn. Spoiler alert. Can we just talk about the, the, the chicks the Baratheons have boned? Cersei, Melisandre, and Arya. Three deadly women. Yeah, and we Renly, Think about that. And Renly fucked Marjorie, right? At some point? No. Mm. Yeah. Right? Because Loras was in bed too because she wanted to get pregnant. Yeah, she wasn't fucking her with her brother. What are you watching? Some weird ass shit on Pornhub? I, I don't know, but <laughs> Renly was really hot and I think he fucked Marjorie in my mind and I think that's real cute. But my point is this. Pretty cool, right? The Baratheons have been with some pretty deadly women. Yeah, they have. Truth be told. And I guess uh, I guess Gendry's taking up the mantle. But outside of that, I love how Danny isn't even the queen yet and she's just like, have Storm's End. I love- Dude, you're giving shit away that isn't yours to give away, right? Here you go. Take it. And look, I know I'm being totally subjective with Danny here. I get it. Because if it was a cool leader, I'd be like, cool. <laughs> I know I'm not being totally fair on this. Right. But she's, she's not. Trash. She's kind of just giving away the East. Or no. Is that the East? Storm's in? I, I think so. I don't care. <laughs> without, without really, it's just like, sure, there it is. It's yours. My problem <laughs> is, is that Danny's motives are so clear. She's not doing this thing because she's like, you deserve this. She's doing this thing because she's like, this will make me more popular with these people. Mm. 
Like she's so transparent Correct. in her Correct. behavior. And also she's trash. And then I was at work the other day and I was saying something. People were like, I don't really like Danny anymore. I said, you know what? I think Danny's trash. And you know what's great? Because anyone at work listens to the podcast, everyone laughed and thought it was so funny. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I'm so glad that I have made this joke a thing. You know, you you know your writing's in trouble. I'm ready for this shit? This will make you laugh. You know your writing's in trouble. When I think back on when Roose Bolton made Ramsey a Bolton and it was more touching. <laughs> Dude, when the fucking flayed man banner Boltons have a more touching. <laughs> I was like, I like Ramsey. I like him. You're like, this poor fucked up. He's a nice kid. It's not his fault that he's a rapist and he cuts off people's penises. This poor fucked up kid finally gets some love from his father. Yeah, Miss Karen the Trust, Stina's offered John the Stark name. That was also more touching than this moment. (laughs) When Stina's murder of children, (laughs) worst character on the show except for the five episodes where I loved him. Right. Because Stannis had gravitas, you know? God, Stannis. I mean, remember when? Where's Taylor Galloway? Dude, if he remember when Stannis? He'd go down as one of the greats outside of child burning. Oh, no shit. Ah, what if he fucked up with the child burning? Why'd he do that shit? He was so good. I know. Remember when Bran killed him? But you know if he was really dead? No, he's dead. He was really dead? They just didn't want to show it. Anyway, yeah, I was thinking about that today. Ramsey Bolton being crowned, you know, Ramsey, it wasn't Bolton, being Ramsey Snow, being crowned Bolton was more touching than, than Gendry getting his storm's end. It's really sad. It's pretty sad. Um, And, and I like Gendry and he's like, he's real cute and stuff. He's definitely a boyfriend of mine. Um, But... This was a waste of so much time at the show that was unnecessary. Don't you think? Did we need five minutes of this? No, but there's a couple things that I actually liked, and it was the more subtle and quiet moments. It was, cheers, Tyrion likes to move politically. Sansa doesn't. Tyrion notices. Sansa These are the things that are cool, right? Yeah, do you notice how the things that are cool involve not Danny? <laughs> <laughs> so, Jamie and Brienne. Oh, where do we be? Do we want to go through the whole Jamie Brown right now, or do we want to do the drinking game? Drinking game's cute, really funny. Love it, it is. Love it. Love it. It's great. I love the drinking They're game. Great moment. actors. It's a good performance. Let's just do the whole Jamie Brand thing now. Yes, but please, um, let's just do it. But um, I just want to say this: I think Tyrion's a great wingman. By the way, oh, the oh, best of the best. He sets it up, doesn't he? So hard. I mean, that's a bounce pass so in the paint. Hard. Fucking Jamie dunks it. <laughs> Boom. Sets it up. God, Tyrion's a good wingman. They're always looking out for each other, those Lannister boys. Except Lancel. They didn't care about him. I don't even remember. And then Cleos <laughs> Lannister. Was that his name? Cleos? I don't fucking know. That's the one Jamie strangled to death. He didn't mean nothing to me. <laughs> I was, don't see anything at all. So this, Jamie gets pretty drunk. I guess Brienne's probably pretty drunk too, although she appears to hold her liquor better and also drink less than Jamie. Oh, for sure. 100%. She's, she's drinking less. And they... Um, and the, so you want to just run through it? Yeah, they're playing a cute drinking game. It's really fun. Podrick's there. Tyrion's there. Jamie's there. They're all having a good time. It's really cute. We're fine with this. Yep. I'm fine with all of this. All of the stuff. Jamie's saying stuff he knows about Brienne already from his conversations with Brienne and denying it. It's cute. Whatever. Brienne, I don't think is, I don't know. It, it, it's, we've spent so long in this show being like, Brienne is in love with Jamie but Jamie has been clearly shown to be in love with Cersei the whole time. Okay? Cares for Brienne, right? Now, I don't know if this is true. Up until he rode south away from her. Yes, up north, until then. North, up until me. then. So, you've read the books. Mm-hmm. I talked to a couple of people who read the books who were like, no, if you read the books, 
In the books, there's way more of an implication that Jamie has feelings for Bran too, and that he cuts off Cersei a little earlier. I don't know if that's true okay, or not. Okay, so in the books, it's a little bit different. To be perfectly frank, in the books, Jamie's very impulsive. So he 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 rushes quick to things. He's mm-hmm. an impulsive character, which is probably one of the reasons he killed Ares. He was it was an impu- I mean it was a strategic. It made sense move the time, but he's an impulsive guy. He always has been. He's impulsive with his mouth. He's impulsive to fight Ned in the street. He's he's an impulsive guy, but he always has this sort of echo of honor, which is why he didn't want to just slaughter Ned, which is why he won't, right? There's certain things to him. He's complicated, which is why he's interesting. In the book, he he almost seems to have like an idle curiosity about her. Okay. Sexually. Mm-hmm. Like he's curious about it. Mm-hmm. Um which is, I remember, I read it once. I read Storm, it's Storm of Swords, mostly, that, that ha- happens in. I've read yeah. it one time. So it's tough for me to say. But, um, and it is, you know, they they spend a lot of time together. They, they're captured. Which but we a lot see, of, but I don't feel like they ever showed us that Jamie was going to have feelings for Brienne ever on the show. And there's a case. They did not do a good job of it. Well, there's a case to be had in the book where he doesn't have overly massive romantic feeling towards yeah, her. I, I, was, did, I didn't pick up on that and it, based on his inner monologue. I, so I was just curious about that. Um, Aaron in the chat says that like Brand being happy was like the happiest she was in the episode. I agree. I love watching her at the table with them like laughing and joking and being calm and like relaxed because I love Brienne and I want the best for Brienne, which is why I am so mad about everything that happened. Um, did you just say what Aaron what Aaron wrote, which yeah. is the I've always been down for the No, no. I said that she said that Seam Brand Happy was the happiest like she was watching the episode earlier uh, in the uh, Let me quote Aaron right now. I've always been down for the brand Jamie until it made her look weak. I agree. That's also a problem. A hundred percent. I was never down for the brand Jamie thing. I was down for the brand Tormund thing because Tormund was not gonna make that bitch look weak. He was like he liked that she was a sir. Um But yes, this was bad. This was this was what they did to Brienne at the end of this episode was so bad. The ugly it was cry? so bad. We'll talk about it. Don't you say it's so bad. Be- because this is a problem. She fucks Jamie. It's all cute and stuff if you're on board with that. Where, you know, whatever. Like, the scene was cute. Brienne, the way she acted was cute. Um, I liked when Jamie says, I've never had sex with a knight before. And she's like, I've never had sex with anyone before. It was, it was really cute. That was good. Real cute. I liked it. I, I like those moments if I ship Jamie and Brienne, which I don't. I just want to make that clear. I do not ship them. A hundred percent. Well, let me make that clear. Mm-hmm. He fucks her. Great. Cute. I'm like, that's great. They're going to have sex one time. Blah, blah. Then when it's like, he's going to stay here. And it's like, Tammy, stay with Brienne. They're like a couple now. Like, when did this happen? Wasn't he just in love with Cersei like seven episodes ago? Like, whoa, this is crazy. Um so I'm already it, a little concerned. It's important to know Jamie's relationship with Cersei is one of... It's an odd relationship too. There, there is a love there, but there's also a deep res- like him talking about his hatred and things like this. He's not wrong. Like he, he's very aware of her and the hold she has over him. But I also think when he rode back and and looked at the devastation post Sept of Baylor, he said, "What the fuck?" And that's when he was like, "I'm out of here." And he talked to her, and it's a great moment when he says, "I'm out," just like he. Just like he pulled his armor off in front of, uh, was it Tommen and left the King's Guard? Just like he turned his back on Cersei. He was out of there. Um, and he came up and he came here. And, and I, I think we are really missing the point on Jamie. So allow me to see if I can clarify. Okay. 
Do you remember when Arya was hiding in the tall grass back in episode one, uh, season one, and she threw rocks at Nymeria? That's exactly what Jamie's doing. Okay, we'll fucking see. Oh my God. Jamie is, first of all, I, I just want people to honestly answer these questions as I pose them to you. Jamie Lannister is the son of Tywin Lannister. He is a Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. He was in the King's Guard. He is a complicated character who values honor. And I'm not just sucking his dick because I'm a fan of his. I understand that I am very subjective with Jamie. But let's just be real for a second. Did people think Jamie Lannister was going to put his fucking feet up at Winterfell and hang out in front of a fucking fire while everyone marched south to go fight? No way in hell he was going to sit there. That's not who he is. He has never, ever been a sideline character. Great. All of this is fine. All of this is well and good. Tiffany said something in the chat that I really want to make a comment on because I'm always like, oh, I ship Tormund and Brienne. She says, I didn't like Tormund and Brienne because they've been saying she's a freak and being with Tormund affirmate the freak status only a wildling would love. I agree with this. That's this a is really great. great point. The hot fucking knight wants to be with Brienne. I love this. You know what the problem is? Is they didn't give me enough to make me feel like that's how Jamie felt. And you say all this stuff like, oh, he it was like throwing rocks at Nymeria. I didn't feel that. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. I was like, what a fuck boy. I literally felt like those memes. I was like, this is not good writing. You have to give me more. You can't give me one scene like going into battle where he's like, I'd like to fight under you. And then one drinking game mm-hmm. and tell me that I should believe this when literally at the end of last season, he was making a baby with Cersei. I'm sorry. You are not, you as writers are not giving me enough to buy. I want to buy into this love story. I really do. Mm -hmm. I would love to be like pumped about this shit because I love Bran. But you as writers are not giving me enough to be pumped about this shit. Period. So let me see if I can, I don't love the way it was handled from a writing perspective either. But, but again, I, I, we have to remember did we think Jamie was just going to settle down with Bran while everyone went to war for King's Landing? There's just no way. No, but why does he leave in the manner he leaves in? Because it wasn't written well. Thank, okay, thank you. That's, that's I, I, all I agree with that. Okay. But I'm just saying, I, I, I think we have to remember who Jamie's character is. I think we have to remember that he's not going to get fat at Winterfell. That's just not, he, he hates the North. He likes Brienne. And I think when he was like, uh, when he's like, oh, they shipwrecked. And I, I think when he finds out that Cersei and her people attacked and destroyed a small contingent of ships, that it, the war between Cersei and them became real. There was combat. People died. And it has started. Then why can't you just say, I'm going to war, honey? Do you want to come or do you want to hang? Because I think Jamie knows he is not coming back. I think Jamie knows he's dead. And I think Jamie knows that he is not coming back. And he just wanted to, to make it, to, no. to, to, to do what a, he's damaged, to do what a damaged person does, which is like fucking leave poorly. Cause that's all he knows. He doesn't know how to be. And that's what he did because he knew his duty lied in the South. I cannot have this for Brienne. <laughs> I'm sorry. She was crying a okay. fucking house coat out in the cold. This is literally every rom-com trope I've ever seen. I will not have it. I will not have Brienne crying outside in the snow in a house coat. Okay? This is not Twilight. 
Yeah. I don't know if people cry in House Brian Campbell, Twilight. Brian Campbell's is Dean. Jamie wasn't that thing in that far ahead. I don't know what you're talking about, Brian, but you don't make you don't make any sense. I think he doesn't think he's coming back. I think he knows he wants to go south because the war has begun and he he knows Jamie knows what he needs to do and he's going to do the thing he needs to do. And after he heard the news, like Jamie is impulsive, he just went. That's not a lot of foresight. He's just going because that's what he needs to do. And he and he cares for Brienne and he's he, he doesn't know how to fucking handle interpersonal relationships. We know this. He only has Cersei to go on, which is a fucking mess. That's my mouth. Um, Matthew Lewis, it would have worked if she was stoic. I also agree. Yes. I think if Brienne would not have been out there in a fucking house, if Brienne woke up, she looked outside and saw Jamie leaving and we didn't get his big fucking speech and we didn't get this fucking stupid rom-com moment. Um, or, or even if she went out and like, like Aaron said, like, why was he like, oh, Cersei, 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 Cersei. Um, also unacceptable. Like, that's not acceptable. Jamie being like, Cer- Cersei, Cersei, Cersei. And what's also unacceptable is Brienne, the crying. This is also out of it. And Brienne goes fucking back to her room and she sheds one single tear. Fine. I don't want her sobbing in a house coat. This is bullshit and I will not if, have it. It's bad writing. If, if, I'm mad about it. Okay, Fuck. relax. I can't. If Brienne didn't have her, ep- her episode and her fucking ugly cry meltdown, we wouldn't be saying shit about this. We'd all be saying, Fuck, what's Jamie going to do? Yeah, great. I wish that's what we were saying. Right. And I think we're just nitpicking the dialogue for him talking about Cersei because I think the writers kind of haphazardly and ham-fistedly want us to wonder what he's going to do with Cersei. I, I think the writers, if the writers truly think we think they're going to, that he, that there's going to be conflict and that's how they're writing it. I, I don't know. Maybe that's what they want us to think, but it's not written particularly well. I will give you that. I'm just talking about the character that was established before Benny and Weiss fucked up some of this dialogue. I think we have to remember who he is and what he does. Great. Here's who he is and what he does. Just like Aaron said, just like I said, she wakes up, she's in bed by herself, she looks out the fucking window, which is a rom-com trope too, and she sees him riding off on a horse. The fucking end. Sure. You've got five minutes off your episode. I'm not bitching about Brienne crying in a house coat. There aren't 50 memes about Jamie being a fuckboy. Well, there's still memes about Jamie being a fuckboy because he's a fuckboy. Mm-hmm. But there's not like my favorite one about Brienne in the house I, coat. I, okay, come on. To be perfectly honest with you, I will, I will, I will, <laughs> give me a second. To, to be perfectly honest with you, I will actually agree with that. I think he probably just rides off and spares himself the confrontation. I, I could see him doing that. Are you hearing me or reading? I'm sorry, I'm reading the chapter. Really so fine. look at me. I think he rides away and doesn't say anything. That probably makes more sense. I think that's more in character for Jamie too. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also more in character for Brienne to not run after him. I'm being honest. I think Brienne cares deeply for Jamie. And I think if she wasn't a warden of Sansa, a ward of Sansa, not a warden, that she probably would have wanted to go too. I don't want her following Jamie like a little bitch. No, but I <laughs> but I could see her being like, okay, what am I going to do up here? There's a war. Like she's a knight. She again, she has honor. We've we've established she may be the best knight in the whole show. Yeah, I love her for in terms of her loyalty and her and and all of the tenants that Jamie said when he was putting the fucking sword on her shoulder. I can't. Oh, Matthew Lewis said it too in the chat. I can't wait for the Tormund <laughs> rebound. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'll show you, Jamie. <laughs> So anyway, she's sending, she's posting Snapchats of like her making out with Dorit. I can't. Wow. Oh my god, it's so funny. All right, I'm done. But I guess my point is, we should have expected Jamie to leave. Yeah, I did expect Jamie to leave because he's a fuckboy, and I've moved on from that. That's not. That's that. No, he isn't. You're categorically incorrect about mm. that. 
We'll see. He's a knight of the fucking seven kingdoms. That doesn't mean he's not a fuckboy. You think he wants to hang out in the Stark's house? There's just no way he's doing that. If you think Jamie was going to stay, then you're watching the wrong fucking show and you haven't been paying attention. I didn't think Jamie was going to stay. All of you. You're but all I wrong. But I don't want this. I, I, I don't want it. I don't it. care what you want or don't want. I don't want, want. I'm, I want it. I'm telling you the reality of Jamie fucking Lannister. Let's talk about more lovers that I'm mad about. Who do I want to go to next? Only if you continually interrupt me. Do you promise? I'm going to. Yeah. That's what I do. All right. So who do you want to talk about next? I guess let's do Gendry and Arya and then move on to the trash queen and the trash king because I got a lot to say about him too. <laughs> I'm really salty about this right now. All right. I was like more salty on second viewing too. I just want to make that clear. Okay. Okay. Start it off, my friend. Okay. Gendria. Get Gendria. Gendria. You're fucking fired. That's her ship name. Gendria. <laughs> so Gendry. Also. Go ahead. No, go. No, no, you first. No, you. No, you. No, you. No, you. This is out of, I, I don't, is, does, is, does Gendry not know who Arya is? Totally out of character. Not happy about this at all, even a little. It's completely out of character. He thought she was a boy when he first met her. He was the only person who realized she was a girl. He knows who Arya is. And that is what is grossly poorly written about this. Arya handles it as Arya would. Arya, Arya maintains her character through the whole episode. Yes. She does. She does. And, and who so doesn't? does the hound. Gendry. What else is new? Why are they gonna write shitty stuff for Gendry? This him now listen, Gendry being like, Oh, where's Arya? And like looking for her because he just like fucked her and stuff. Like that's that's cute. Like I'm right. I'm fine with that. That stuff is fine with of me. Of course. Him going to her and proposing to her and asking her to be the lady of Storm's Stupid. End. This is out of character for him. By the way. And it's poor writing. Can I say something? Yes. Gendry is sitting in the same seats that everyone else is sitting in that don't know who Jamie Lannister is. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? In other words, Gendry, Gendry is as to paying attention to Arya this whole show as is every other listener is paying attention to Jamie this whole show. Have you not been fucking watching the show? Yeah. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Come on. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> No, but yes, <laughs> yes, but no. yes, but no. but no, yes. Now, can I just, one more thing before we, I, I, I have to say this because he's bold, because, are, are, are we still talking because about Jamie? he's fuck sweet, boy? Okay. because he's noble and true. Let's talk about that fuck boy. We must understand that even though Benioff and Weiss, to be perfectly fair to Benioff and Weiss, how could one write such a gallant and noble character? They'd I have wish. to get in his headspace, which is nigh impossible. This we understand, right? How could they write for him? That's like asking a man to write for God. It can't be done, Jessica. So maybe we'll let the writers off the hook with a little bit of lines fucked up from Jamie, okay? It's not their fault. Look at him. All right, so Gendry. <sighs> I had to, sorry. Poor writing, poor writing. Him him being all excited and wanting to see Arya, not poor writing. That was cute I agree. and fine writing. I, I like the idea that he really likes her. And, and that to me is fine. I'm totally fine with that. Okay. Yep. Him asking her to marry him and be the lady of storms. That, and listen, even him asking her to marry him, I can, I can overlook. Well, it's that, just a, it's just a bad, poor it's writing. just the shit dialogue. It's, 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 it's a terrible decision. But what I can't stand is him asking her to be the lady Oh no, you're laughing at the fucking chat, motherfucker. <laughs> because John's trolling people, probably you. Yeah. Okay. Don't get me started. We're going to get there, John. We're going to fucking get there. I apologize. You have my attention. The main problem with everything that happened is when he said, I want you to be the lady of Storm's End. Because Gendry would never say that. 
He fucking knows. And it pissed me the fuck off because I like Gendry. He's cute. He's a boyfriend. We like him. We like Gendry. Okay. Mm -hmm. This was unacceptable. Yep. Terrible dialogue. Terrible writing. Something that could have been cute. Like him like looking for her and then he goes out and sees her. He's like, oh, come join the party. And he's like, on the Laura Storm's end. She's like, great. They shoot fucking arrows together. I'm like, that was cute. That was a cute little scene. Instead, I'm like, what the fuck? Who is Gendry? Did he not? Was he not? They weren't artists pretending to be a boy and they were like kidnapped by like whoever, the brother without banners or whoever fucking kidnapped them. And like, disservice, 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 disservice. Yeah. Well, it is. Now, the only, the only shred of, of, of counterpoint I can offer is that people impulsively, marry in this time period a lot of times they're promised but it's just out of character for him no he it, it, he, he totally. knows who aria is he's traveled with her he likes aria for aria and that was supposed to be the whole fucking point yeah. if he's asking her to be a lady then he doesn't know aria and that pisses me the fuck off it's bad writing the end right um, it wasn't his first piece of ass he fucked the red woman miss carrot in the chat she said first piece of ass that happens more like she fucked him and i said oh no 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 I mean, Arya lost her V card, and she was just like, "Whatever." Yeah, I'm not <laughs> She's su- like, "It's cool." I'm it's not cool. surprised though. Um, there was a couple other things in the party <laughs> that we should discuss: um, Davos and Tyrion, which was um, them lamenting the Lord of Light. Who knows what he wants? Uh, Tyrion cautions Davos not to think too much about it, and uh, he says, "We have defeated them, but we still have us to contend with." Good line. Yeah. That, that's a Tyrion line. I like it. We have defeated them, but we still have us to contend with. I like when Tyrion occasionally acts like Tyrion again. It's real cute. He does a couple times in this episode. He does. I agree. Um, this conversation with Sansa, yep. well, which we'll get to eventually. Wanna, let's want to hear about useless conversations. How about we learn about fucking Darren's crippled nephew in his chair from Bran? What? The history of wheelchairs. Can we talk about the most useless characters on the show? Again, I had a fight with somebody at work about this. I wrote my notes. Eight fucking seasons. We get chair lore. I'm I'm literally at work, like doing like you know important work <laughs> things, and we're talking about Game of Thrones like we do every Monday morning in between important work things. And I'm like sitting in a kennel like with a dog, and then one of my coworkers is like, you know what? But I like Bran, and I'm like, what the fuck? How can anyone like Bran? He's the worst character on the show. And then the rest of my work day is like, how do I move on from this? <laughs> I move on that this idiot likes Bran. It was it was hard for me. I'm not gonna lie. Brand, oh, what is Brand do this episode? Talks about a fucking wheelchair. No, that's not all. And then he's like, oh, but then he told John it was his decision or not to tell his secret. I'm like, that doesn't make Brand a good character. That just means he's there on the scene. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um, Brand is a man after your own heart, though. Why? Are you ready? Let's hear it, because I don't <laughs> know how this is going to work, but go. <laughs> he basically says that he likes living in the past. <laughs> Which is essentially nostalgia you, is my favorite. You, Jess, you, you, Bran and Taylor Galloway, <laughs> just just warging into the past. Nostalgia is my fave. By the way, you know it's not a compelling character. A character who says they want nothing. Is that what Bran says? Yeah, yeah, Bran sucks. He's the worst. Bye. Luckily, there's only two episodes left. Thank God. Fucking kill him. Except not because he lived in my Deadpool. You, my Deadpool's already fucked right now. I'm never gonna win. Uh, Tormund drinks to the Dragon Queen. Yeah, whatever. Danny drinks to Arya Stark. Her Starbucks cup. Yep. Does anyone care about the Starbucks thing? Do we want to even mention it? Because I care. I, somebody said it on the Facebook group, and I'm sorry I don't remember who it is. And I know this is going to sound really douchey, but it, but a, a, an oversight like that is almost like a metaphor for but the show, and they don't give a shit where yeah. their heads are at, kind of. And, and I have to say, so I saw all the pictures and everything. Kind of like, like that. us being late today. But we I don't was, give a shit. But I was also like, okay. 
and this really happened. And then I'm like, and you know, HBO probably went and edited it out of the episode now, but my sister had it on DVR. So I went back and watched the DVR recording. So there was no HBO editing there, mm-hmm. right? Right. Because HBO already fixed it. I don't know if they did or oh. didn't, but I was like, I don't trust them. I don't. So I watch a, a DVR recording. Oh yeah. Dave says it's gone now. It is not gone in this DVR recording I watched. I saw that shit. Mm. I fucking saw the Starbucks cup and you know what I did in its honor? On my way to work today, I went to Starbucks <laughs> and I, I spent $6 on a coffee. I said, cheers <laughs> to you, Danny, you fucking trash queen. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder what she was drinking. Probably a white mocha latte. Something real fucking girly. Um, the Danny drinking to Arya Star got a much bigger applause than Tormund's cheers for of course, that's all right. on purpose. Of Bad course. writing. Over top writing. Sansa watches carefully the interactions between John and Danny. If there's one thing Sansa has learned, mm-hmm. number one, it's not to keep a secret. But number two, <laughs> it is how to just watch and shut the fuck up. Yeah. She's a good observer. Like my question of the day is like, who is the best character on the show and why is it Sansa? <laughs> Go. <laughs> People are mad at her for spilling the beans. Don't even no. Sansa's we'll thinking talk about, about the big it. Let's oh. let's get okay, let's okay, slow okay, down. Okay. I'm obsessed with her. Bye. <laughs> Dean might murder me. I may also be dead by the end of this podcast, just like Masande. <laughs> um, Tormund talks about uh, John a lot. A little bit strong. He was dead. He came back. This is cool stuff out of Tormund. Tor- <laughs> Tormund is basically regaling John and not does not go unnoticed by Danny again. Of course not. Um, she's pouty, and it drives me bonkers. Danny, what and Varys notices. What they're doing with Danny... Is, is something that makes sense, but they should have been doing it over a longer period of time. What they're doing with Danny is they're showing Danny start to watch and observe and start to become paranoid that all her allies are turning against her. And I think this is like a Mad King type of situation where well, she's obviously. like, okay, obviously, whatever. But so she's slowly seeing this and we watch her slowly start to become paranoid and more paranoid that her people are turning against her as the episode continues. But you know how long you have to build this up? Longer than they've done it. Mm-hmm. You spent seven seasons trying to make Danny our hero. And now you're going to try to make Danny our villain. And to a degree, right? I don't know if the show's committed to making her a villain. And that's even worse. I know. That's the problem. That's even worse that they're not going to make her a villain. Yeah, but I don't know. Is it? Uh, I don't know. Danny is not the hero of the show. And if the show makes Danny the hero... Can't, but, Before the season started, I was like, the show's going to make Danny the hero. And I would have understood it. And this season, I'm like, if they do that, we have a problem. When you say hero, what does that mean? The one who says that wins at the end. Okay, but there might be a bunch of characters who win at the end. Does the hero mean the person on the throne? Or the, the, the most powerful person? What, what does that mean? You I see don't what, know. So, so let me see. Let me try to explain my thoughts and feelings on this. Okay. I don't know. I, I think... I don't think you have to make Danny a villain or a hero. I think you can make her a person like everybody else with, with good things and bad things about her, with flaws about her, with things that make her complicated. I think we have, and I don't know what it is, and, and I'm not going to make this a political rant because I just think we have so much black and white thinking now that it even, it even gets into our show talk. It's love and hate. Like it's hard for us to have middle ground on a lot of these things. No, it, no, I want middle ground. But it has to be good. I, They're not doing a good job of it. I want everyone you, to be You kind of stole my thunder. That's kind of what okay, I was sorry. saying. I, I'm trying. What I what I want is I just want it to be done well, regardless of the direction she goes as a character, as long as it's done well. That's all I care about. It's very possible 
that they set this up for Danny to 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 do something heroic and tragically die. I don't know. I, I said that before the long night episode and I was wrong and I still think it's a possibility, but I don't know. I when, when pressed last week, I said, Danny's not going to die and she's going to end up whatever. And, but, but I don't want to, I'm wasting time and I'm wasting listener time and my time and your time on this bullshit. I don't want to talk about my predictions for Danny. I'm with you. I just want it to be done well. I don't care what direction she goes. Just do it well. She's trash though. It's true. Stuff to make trash good. Dude, can we talk about what are we going to talk about next? Um, I'm trying to decide like where we should go here. Is there anything else you want to say about Tormund? Um, yeah, Tormund leaves. We can talk about that, but then we got to talk about. Ghost. How did you feel about Tormund crying to the hound? I'll tell you how I felt. Okay. M- my first watch, I sunk into my chair, embarrassed. My second watch, I didn't mind it as much at all. Actually, it was one of the few things that felt less annoying on a rewatch. On an initial watch, I was like, oof. And in, in, in like he always does, because they've yet to fuck up the hound. 100% agree. The only he, character they've done he good says, to. He says, don't fucking touch me, which sort of broke the spell of discomfort I had at Tormund literally crying for breathing. Yeah, Tormund literally crying was a problem. Tormund commiserating to the hound, I would be okay with. Yes. Because I think that that's in that thing Tormund way. Do. In that Tormund jolly fucking way. Yes. You know, like when he call, says to call John Jamie later, a candy ass dandy night. Yes. What, you know what I mean? Anyone says to, to he's like, oh, the women up here don't like me or something like that. That's fine. Right. But that was too. I didn't love it. I didn't like it either. It just maybe maybe I was uh, the, the rewatch wasn't as bad, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I didn't hate it as much as I hated so many other things. Which one of you coward shit my pants is a great line. I agree. Awesome. I agree. I like torment. Do we want to talk about Padraig getting laid? Hell yeah. Sure, Padraig is late. Moving Did on. Did he drink on the virgin thing, though? Is No, I think he just drank because he was like, I like booze. Bye. <laughs> okay. That's what I do in drinking games. So. Okay, fair enough. Um, that was specifically to Brienne, too. It wasn't to Padraig. He was just like, this is awkward. That's my mom they're talking to, basically. Oh, can I say the one thing? specific. One thing before you before we move on. Okay. Um, one of the names of the, of the serving women at Winterfell was named Willa. Oh, cute. So, kind of cool. Willa is the made-up... Mother of Jon Snow. Oh. Ned Stark was talking to Robert. He's like, what was that girl's name? And Ned's like, Willa. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, I was proud of myself remembering that. That did not come at the, that did not come from Reddit. I actually just sent, isn't that Ned's mistress's name, Willa? Anyway, uh, what do you want to talk about oh, now? Oh, no, Master of Rockets, but it's coming. Um, so let's do our farewell to Torment. All right. So we just talked about Torment. Grandma the farewells and to Torment and, and Sam were good. I agree. Really good. Here are my problem with the farewell to Tormund. Not that it happened. It was a great moment. I like the moment between him and John. It was great. Um, here's my problem. You jump past the Hound and Sansa, but we'll come back to it. Yeah. I feel like we're just doing character by character at this yeah, point. Fine. So we're kind of. Yeah, I got you. So we we're just talking about Tormund. So we might as well just roll into Tormund and then. Don't talk about it. Do it. Great. So Tormund's. Tormund's moment with John was great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Here's my problem. Tormund is now going to go north of the wall and we're never going to see him again. Correct. Right? I think so. So what you're telling me is the reason that I wasn't mad last episode that he didn't get killed was because he was going to do something greater for the story. And all he did was drink a bunch and cry to the hound. And now he's going to go north of the wall. I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. You don't? I do. I fucking do. Okay. You, you're putting up your sword and shield like you want to battle me. Oh, I do. All right. I'm just saying 
I feel differently. Is that okay? Or are we nope. in black and white thinking land? It's not okay. Or I get fucking crucified for having a different opinion. It's not okay. The greatest threat that the Wildlings ever faced was the Night King, and the Night King is gone. Let Tormund be. About him going and being. I care about the fact that you didn't kill him off. When he gets to live. Great. He survived. The Night King is vanquished. Could he have died? Should he have died with all the fake out deaths? Yes, we've talked about that. But since he's not dead, let the fucking guy live. Let him go north of the wall. But yes, and that's fine. But now the the stuff where I was like, okay, I might be able to forgive this episode if they do right in the future. And so now all the stuff I didn't forgive about Tormund, I can't forgive on that episode. Because now we've moved forward and we see that there's no greater purpose for Tormund staying on the show. Other than that we get to be like, which yay, is, Tormund. Right, which is why he's not in the show. Because the Night King's been defeated. The greatest threat to the to, yeah. to, to people. But you especially understand what I'm Northern, saying. I do. Okay. I do. I understand what you're saying. But it's nice that he gets to fucking... It's nice that he... It, it, I know we're mad. I know we're mad about John and the fucking dog. Oh, don't worry. That's fucking comment. Um, but I think it's kind of cool that the dog gets to like you get two things that get to go and live. Awesome, that's great. Tormund gets to live. Sam gets to live. Okay. Gilly gets to live. Cute. Don't care because no, I Tormund and Gilly died in my Deadpool, so I'm not happy about that. Sorry. Let's talk about ghosts. Okay. Are you ready? Oh boy. Yep. Let me take a drink. This vitriol better be coming at the behest of the writers. There was a point where I loved Jon Snow. Oh my god. He was god. a boyfriend of mine. You know, I thought, what a guy. What a fucking guy. Love John, him. John says, can a guy just live? I yes. would love Jon Snow to sit on that throne. He's a true angel. And then you know what Jon Snow did? Let me tell you what he did. Okay, you ready? Jon Snow. Everybody knows what he did. I don't care. I'm, gonna go, I'm just going to get into the story. Okay. Jon Snow found a new girlfriend. Okay. Found a new girlfriend. She got a couple of new pets. She got a couple of dragons. He was like, oh, I really like these dragons. They're real cool. They're different. I never had a dragon before. Kind of like it. Kind of like having a dragon. Okay. So he's like, you know, ghost. He's like, ah, oh, ghost. I've had you since I was fucking 16. Just, I'm bored with you. Let me just, let me just check out these fucking dragons. They're so fucking cool. He pets the fucking dragons. Whatever. His life is different now. He loves fucking dragons. Okay. Then, you know, he goes to battle. This fuck! Don't even play the scenes. I will cry. It's, I can't. It's just on. Oh my god! Will you take him with you? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. Um, there's Ghost injured from fighting for his owner, from fucking loving him like dogs do. You don't even understand how much dogs love their people. It is like, uh, can we it, please it, not like blame this? This no, is brutal. I will. No, I'm gonna. I'm not done. Oh my god! Okay? And then John says to Torment, "Take my dog." And then he's like. You know what? I don't want him to go south. It's not where he belongs. He should have a great life in the north. Okay, that's understandable. You go through a breakup. You're like, ah, oh, I'm about to move into the city in a in a studio. I can't take a dog with me. They don't allow pets. You know, and I, and what am I going to do? I already got a dragon that I got to hide. Okay, great. He's going to stand with his friend Tormund. He's going to take great care of him. Do you know what John doesn't do? Give him a fucking pat on the head and say goodbye. I love you, boy. All right? I will not have this. I'm done. Johnson was fucking dead to me. I cannot wait until his murder. I'm rooting for Cersei now. The end. James a fuck boy. Danny's trash. And John is a horrible pet owner. How am I supposed to root for any of these people? Okay. Go Sansa. Go Cersei. I hope they form an alliance and kill everyone else. I'm done. There you go. I, I can't. Okay. So supposedly. So. Jon Snow has not physically interacted with ghosts since season five. Is the rumor that I've mm-hmm. read. 
The problem you you don't under, give you, me your CGI show. It's what it is. I don't care. You can make him CGI pet the dog. I watched the video on the Free Folk subreddit. Okay, that shit is so fucking funny. I literally showed it to everybody I know. And apparently, that's like the spoiler Reddit. So then I was like sending it to people, and they're like, "Why are you on a spoiler Reddit?" And I'm like, "I'm not. I just want you to see this one video." John's a piece of shit. He basically gave his dog back to an animal shelter as far as I'm concerned. And this is unacceptable. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will forever. Oh, this it goes. Oh God. And Dean's like playing the scene right now in the background. Like trying to make me cry. You have no idea what I'm about to play. Let me. <laughs> let me... Go ahead. John just love your dog. All he ever did was he was there for you. Do your rant. Go ahead. We got the proper When you music. were dead, he laid by your fucking side and so you came back to life? You didn't even pat him? You even say, good boy? Thank you for all those times? I love you? Bullshit. Die. You can send your donations to <laughs> lsgmedia.com for all those lonely one-eared dogs. <laughs> Shit. All right. That was fun. There we are. We're back. I hate John Snow now. He's trash also. Add him to the list. <laughs> Fucking trash. John Snow, number two. <laughs> Bye, bitch. Um, so the, the CGI budget, all the shit, yes, it's a thing, but I'll tell you, it's a fuck up. Make the Big money. Time. Make them do it the right. Now, the metaphorical thing here is he's relinquishing his, his straight Stark heritage to embrace his Stark slash Targaryen. I get the metaphor, but you, you got it. Little pat on the head. Come on, doggy. That's it. It's not that hard. Not that hard. It's dumb. It was dumb. I agree with you. I'm not quite as mad about it, but I'm it's real just, mad. It's par for the course for uh, season eight, I'm afraid. Yeah. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, Tiffany, it's not an obvious metaphor. I'm, I'm reaching here because truth be told, Jon Snow is still a great character. They just fucked up with that part. Truth be told, Jon Snow is trash now to me. Again, why the memes are on point this season? There's like a meme where it's like me, John Snow's the greatest ever. He should sit on the Iron Throne. He's so kind. He cares about all his people, and he's so wonderful. And then it's like me after episode whatever episode this was. John Snow's <laughs> trash because he didn't pet ghosts before he said goodbye. He's worse than Cersei or like something like that. Okay, I can't. Bye. Let's move on to somebody else. All right. What should we talk about next? Um, did you want to go back and talk about Sansa and the Hound? Then you just want to go straight Sansa, like. That's the thing is like, I feel like we have to go character by character. It's hard to go chronological at this point. You decide. Okay. So Sansa has a great interaction with the Hound. Let's talk about that. And then let's talk a little bit about Sansa. Sure. All right. The Hound is probably the character the show has done the best from day one till the end. Am I wrong? No. I feel like the most consistent characterization and the best writing the show has done has involved the Hound. Yes. Now, here's what I will say. You know me. I love the fucking Hound. But there's not a ton going on with him, to be fair, right? No, but... There's not a a ton. There's not at all. He's a consistent and awesome character. And he is somebody who has kind of... There's something fascinating about him just in the way he sort of bucks tradition, but still finds himself fighting with these noble houses. And that's really cool. But there's not a lot... It's hard to, I, I should watch my mouth because there's still fucking two episodes left, but it's hard mm-hmm. to fuck up the hound. There was a couple times where he actually laughed in season eight and I'd never heard him laugh before, except when he went <laughs> like that back in season four, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, 
Don't make him too cute. I got a little nervous and I should watch my step saying he's hard to fuck up. Plus you got Rory McCann, who's a great actor. Um, no, you could fuck him up. They fucked up greater characters. It's true. It's true. He just fucked up John Snow but, but I, But I like him. Mashable Rockets is asking who's better, Hound or Braun. I think. Oh, I got a lot of complaints about Braun, yeah. so we'll get there, Master of Rockets. Braun kind of fucked up this week. He, we'll talk about him in a minute, but you were, you asked me a question, I answered it. Continue. Um, and, and so I guess we can just actually continue with the Hound since we're talking about him. I feel like one of the best moments in this episode is Ari and the Hound, mm-hmm. like riding together. It was because I feel like Arya's. Yes, I feel like they fucked up Arya. Like and we've watched a lot of boring Arya shit, and I know it's like, oh, it got her to where she is now and all that, blah blah. Um, but I, I feel like right now at this point in the show, I'm like Arya is is a character that I feel like they have brought to a, a good point where I'm happy with where she is and the writing of her, and I feel like her behavior in this episode anyway was really consistent, and um, I I love watching her interact with the hound. I like watching Sansa interact with the hound. Mm-hmm. And I like that he, him looking at Sansa and being like, little you should bird, not even be able to look at me. Little bird was a great callback. Fantastic callback. And when Sansa's like, if all this shit hadn't happened to me, I'd still be a little bird. This is the moment where I said, who is your favorite character? And why is it Sansa? I'm sorry. Sansa is like the best of the best. I, I'm obsessed with her. And, and this was such a great moment between the two of them. Yeah. And, and his interactions with Ari were fantastic. Them riding off together and he makes a joke about her leaving him for dead. It's, it's just, the Hound is a great character who will have a tragic death killing the mountain, hopefully. Not hopefully, because we don't want him to die. Mm-hmm. But is that not what the show has led us to at this point? It is, but you know, I, I want to talk about the meta aspect of the show. And it, that's one of those things where it's just like, does everybody have to have their fucking storybook poetic ending death? Like, is that... That almost seems contrived to me. Like Jamie kills her and then this and then the hound kills him and then this and then Arya kills him and then John blah, 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 blah. And like, I, I don't know. Like, I'd rather have that than have fake out deaths. In, in, uh, I get what you're saying. But I think what we're going to- What they're gonna, doing is worse. We're going to see a motivated- uh, I, think, I think the mountain is supposed to be too challenging to fight as he is unfucking dead. And I think we're going to see the hound getting some help from Grey Worm because he fucking chopped off Miss Sandy's head. Great. That'll be cute. I'm not. I'm it's going to happen. Over Grey Worm again. Well, we're too. Um, let's see. So, what else do we need to talk about from. We I, can talk about Danny and John and Danny being a little bitch. I definitely want to talk about the Danny and John great, interaction. That's, oh, that's great. I got a the lot Danny, to say about that. The, the Danny and John interaction should kind of be the ultimate scene to showcase the problem that Danny is having with Westeros. She's using, she's saying the same shit. Danny's problem is she's not learning. Danny is not learning. And there is a precedent in writing to be set for that. Right. One of, one of a a lot of, um, a lot of um, crime stories are like this. This is going to be a weird connection, but bear with me for a second. Okay. Goodfellas is a movie about men who fail to change. And as a result, they pay the fucking price, mm-hmm. right? They are what they are because you have a character and that character goes through trials and they change and then they learn something and they overcome deficiencies or they don't overcome deficiencies. And when they don't, they don't succeed in the movie. They perish in the movie or, or whatever. 
And I almost feel like narratively speaking with Danny, we're seeing somebody who learned a lot in Essos, figured things out in Essos, was liberating a bunch of people who were, who, who had a bunch of slaves in Essos and it was cool. Mm-hmm. I, I went back and I watched some some clips of season three and four and when Danny went to Vase Dothrak and they were treating her like shit and she was the underdog and I was and I was like, this is the good shit with Danny. This is the shit. And she learned all that stuff. And now she but the problem is is her entire premise of coming to Westeros was believing that she was the rightful heir. And she's not letting go of that. She, she says, she says things like, now listen, I understand that without Danny, just like Arya says in the, in the Godswood or, or wherever the fuck they were. Is that what they were? Yeah. Yes. That you, we die without her. Everybody understands this. That's fine. Great. We get that. But don't pretend that she came here to do all of that stuff for Jon Snow. She Mm -hmm. has always had the main goal. The show has written it as this is the main goal. In one of the awesome revelations of Game of Thrones as a fan was starting to go, holy shit, I like the shit going on in Westeros. What's going to happen when Danny shows up at Westeros? That's something we've always done with this show. We've always said, wow, we kind of like this character now, but they're enemies with this other character that I kind of like. Mm-hmm. And that's always been the setup. And I just think to myself, if Danny wants to liberate the people of Westeros, if she, if she truly wants to put the people of Westeros first, then she needs to put herself second. Yeah, but she never will. And in, 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 it's Varys. Varys will do what Varys, and I can't wait to talk about Varys, all-star this week. All-star, Varys. Okay. Yeah. All-star. I think that's part of my problem with Danny. It's the same sort of, she's been saying the same thing forever. And I, I, and I just feel like there's just too much, she's too wrapped up in, in her being the one to the point where in the scene we're talking about right now, the, all of this preamble is this. She goes to see Sean. She's fucking Lady Killjoy. That's what I'm going to start calling her. He doesn't want to hump his aunt anymore. I wish you never told me I would be happy right now. Not because she doesn't want to fuck her nephew, but because she wants power. I don't think anybody heard that because the compression's going to kill it. Because she wants power. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> the other thing is this. I wish you would have ever told me I would be happy right now. That's kind of, that's in my opinion, that's kind of the writers going, Danny kind of sucks. Yeah. Trash queen. We know Instead writers. of going, we know. I like to know the truth. I want to live in reality. I am a strong and powerful fucking Targaryen survivor. And I have promised to liberate Westeros of the wheel. And I'm going to do everything I can to do it, even if it means the Iron Throne isn't mine. Okay? But Mm -hmm. no, because it's about her. Okay? It is. I'm sorry, Danny fans. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. She's still useful. Her dragons kick ass. She's done a bunch of cool shit. She kicked a bunch of the Night King's guys' asses. Nobody would ever take that away from her. And part of me is going... It's kind of cool that at least they're trying to make her a little more three-dimensional than just the champion from Essos return to take what is rightfully hers. Mm-hmm. It's cool that there's conflict with her. I actually like that. Is it a little crappily written? Kind of, yes, for sure, no question. But that makes her more interesting, right? Sure. It does. It does. It's what makes every character more interesting, that they're not just black and white something. Anyway, she also says... What happens when they demand you press your claim and take what is mine? What are you doing? She's a bitch. Sorry. She literally begs him, by the way. 
oh my God, I know it's so bad. And then she has the balls to say, I want it to be the way it was between us. What are you talking about? It's so bad. This is, in my opinion, a disservice to Danny, who is a strong character. Say what she you was. want. Say what you want about Danny. She is a strong person. She 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 is tempered in literal fire. And, they're and this kinda, is the problem. They, they spent his time up. making a strong character, and now they're making a shitty character. Yeah, that's the problem. They're it's fucking a up a character they spent seasons developing in the wrong way, and now they're trying to backtrack and make her shitty. Yeah, because she's not going to be our hero. It's rough. You are my queen. Nothing will change that. We can live together. I mean, John is in La La Land if he truly believes that, but I don't think he truly believes that. Um, and she basically gives him an ultimatum. We can live together, John says, to which she says, we can. I've just told you how. Which is so bad. Well, pardon fucking me. It- like, like the... And the other thing too is this this fucking phony relationship I did it for John. No, no, you didn't. Your whole premise is based on John conforming to your will. That's not a respectful and equal relationship. It's not. You can't have one that way. You right. just can't. And it's a bummer. The whole thing was just very problematic to me. Like this is all the shit that I say I hate about Danny. And I feel like they just were like, here, hate it more. Right. Because you feel like they're sort of setting, they're telegraphing her demise and they want people to be on board with it. I think if, I think if you're the writer and you want to kill Danny, don't you want people to be like, what a death and have tears in their eyes? Yeah. You, you would after all this time, wouldn't you? And we might, who's to say? I'm not going to have tears in my eyes when she dies. I'm not going to cry when Jon Snow dies now. <laughs> Raffle1234Raffle says, I think George R. R. Martin told them, Georgie, we're going to say compliments of John. I think Georgie just told them he turned they, that she turns into the Mad Queen and this is what they're trying to do. I agree. I think he's right. That's what I'm trying to say where they're like, let's show her be paranoid and let's show her do these things. But like when you do it over the course of two episodes, I can't get on board. Mm-hmm. I just can't. You tried to make her a hero for seven seasons and now you're going to try to get me on board with her being and, Mad and, Queen and, and I can't. And, and let's Let's be honest, we literally pumped our fists when the dragons landed in the fucking arena and wasted the yes, sons of the harpy. I know. It was badass. The music, the, the, you finally, all we've seen is this girl get handled by Viserys, who's a scumbag, and get, let's call it what it is, raped by Khal Drogo. But then fall in love with him. Whatever. And then, and then, and then she becomes a prisoner when he dies and all, and it's all, we, we've just been waiting for her to punch the bully in the face and she did and she fucked up Westeros and she fucked up Essos. But now the problem has become that Danny is the bully. Yes. That's the problem. And that's why I struggle to be like, yay, Danny. Yes. I agree. I agree. All right, my rant on her is over. I didn't expect that. I apologize. Well, we're proud. Um, are we? I am. So where to now? I think, did we, we went through all our character vignettes pretty much here. We did. I mean, so the, 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 you like John abdicating responsibility of the secret to Bran? Oh yeah. Let's talk about that. We didn't talk about that. Because Sansa spills the beans and I know it had some listeners in a tizzy. What did they expect Sansa was going to do? She wants to protect the North. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. You're mad Sansa share that secret. Fuck you all. Sansa did the smart thing. Because she doesn't want Danny to be in power. And she's like, hmm. She doesn't trust Danny. As she shouldn't. Okay. 
Everything Sansa did was beautiful. And I love it. And who did she tell? Tyrion. And why? Because she knows Tyrion's smart and political. And she knows that he's going to take that information and do the right fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, eight people know. Someone asked this. So, who knows? John knows. Sam it, it's knows. It's been written. That we, I think, uh, who are the eight people? Because someone couldn't figure it out, and I'm just curious. No, somebody had it on our okay. web page. I'll, I'll find it. Just keep talking. Anyway, um, he told Danny he was going to tell them. He told them. I like the scene. I like when he talks to Arya about having allies, and Arya's like, "I don't care about having allies." Um, when they say they don't like Danny, I like that Brand's like, "No, I don't like that." Brand says anything. Actually, just kidding. Brand's like, it's your choice. And like someone I work with was like, what about that great moment when Brand said that? I'm like, how's that great moment? <laughs> what do I give a shit about that Brand said that? Of course it's John's choice. And then when, but I also don't like that John's like, okay, Brand, tell them. John, tell your own secret, bitch. But that's fine. Whatever. Um, I like that he tells his sisters. I like that he tells them the truth because at the end of the day, and I like that Brand was there because Brand's the three-eyed raven now, right? Ari's a faceless man now. Mm-hmm. Sansa is the fucking queen of life. Okay, she's the best. And John is Aegon Targaryen. They're not really the Stark siblings anymore. But I like that the four remaining quote-unquote Stark siblings come together for this moment. I think that's really good writing. That the four of them were together. I, I, w- I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think it makes sense that, that Sansa doesn't totally trust John either? Of course she doesn't because Sansa is the smartest character in the show. That's that doesn't qualify why you think there's precedent for her not to totally trust you. No, I, I definitely think there's precedent. Look at her life and everything she's been. John just left and went to 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 the, the Night's Watch. She doesn't. How can she trust him? Yep. And she didn't when she was younger and she sucked and we hated her. She didn't have a relationship with John like Arya did. Mm-hmm. Arya obviously immediately trusts John, and but she still doesn't like Danny. But she trusts John. That's that's a great moment in that scene. A great dynamic. Sansa doesn't fully trust John. And doesn't trust Danny, but she knows that Tyrion is smart. She knows that Tyrion is the hand of Danny. She knows that Tyrion is afraid of Danny, which I mm-hmm. love that yeah, observation, yep. and it is true. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that she. Everyone's like Sansa spilling a secret. I I love that Sansa told a secret because I think that that was the right thing to do for how many, Sansa. How many times in the in a movie, I'm going to go back to mafia movies. I've been watching a lot of Sopranos reruns. How many times in a show is it like, does anyone else know about this? No, no. Bang, bang, dead. Yeah. All, right? That would be my fear. I'd be like, other people need to know because if only we know, you got the list right there. John, Danny, Sansa, Arya, Sam, Bran, Tyrion, Varys. There's your eight. Okay, yeah, I see. John, Danny, Sansa, Arya, Sam, Bran, Tyrion, Varys. Compliments wait, wait. Justin. No, eight other people. Jay Curry, John, Danny, Bran, Sansa, Arya, Sam, Melisandre, and the other Maester. Dead Melisandre. Who wrote it. Yeah. So so eight plus those Tyrion and Varys. Is that Maester still alive? No. Oh, well, we don't know. Okay. But they said, how many people know eight? How many people know that matter? John, Danny, Bran, Sansa, Arya, Sam, Melisandre is dead, and the other Maester. Holy shit. John says Howell and Reed. That's a really good point. He could. He was at the Tower of Joy back then. He's still alive. Like he watched him bone. But yeah, but it's like, <laughs> obviously Tyrion doesn't know that. Please. Get Tyrion together. doesn't know what? Of how and Reed watched them bone? No, we were just saying who might know. That was no, the question. No, but I was saying, they said eight people know. And I was like, who are those eight people? Oh, okay. I gotcha. So right. Everyone's like, these eight people, these eight people, who's included? So eight plus Tyrion and Varys. Tyrion and Varys know because Tyrion told Varys. Well, <sighs> should we talk about the action? 
Yeah, let's talk about our action sequences because this is where I'm going to complain a lot. You already have been. Have I? I still like Game of Thrones. I do and, too, actually. And I and I enjoyed watching this episode and I have a lot of complaints because they've set the bar high if because it, there was season four. Right. Um, and, and I really want the last two episodes of the season to make me not feel how I feel right now. Actually, let's do two things. Let's do Varys's ideas and then let's do the death of Miss Sandy, the, the dragon and all that shit with Cersei. We already did the death of Miss Sandy pretty much, but mm, there's right, more I want right, to say go, about go it. Go with Varys, go. Varys is the man. Varys was asked by the queen he is serving because he believes that she has the people's best interest in mind, believed, past tense, and they had a pact. And Varys says, you asked me, here's what I'm telling you. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. You asked me to tell you, I am telling you. And she doesn't want to hear it. She doesn't want to learn from her mistakes. She doesn't want to continue. She's, Danny's growth has ended, which is part of her problem. And we see it here. And Varys says, okay. And he turns around. He goes right to fucking Tyrion. And he says, we have a problem. You, you pointing out Sansa fears Tyrion is huge here because I don't know what Tyrion's going to no, do. No, I don't think Sansa fears Tyrion. No, no, no. You said, I said it wrong. You, oh my God. Sansa, I was like, what? Sansa knows that Tyrion fears Danny. Yes. That said, we all know the same because that's what, the, uh, that's what we've learned over time and it's been made pretty clear here. Mm-hmm. Does he fear him enough to betray Varys? Does he fear Danny enough to betray Varys with this in Var- let's be let why are we mincing words, Jessica? Mm-hmm. Varys may be plotting to kill Danny. Or at the minimum, making a big show out of Aegon Targaryen, sixth of his name. Right? If that news what does that mean if that news travels south? I don't know. What happens if Cersei finds out? I don't know. I have no fucking clue. But what do you think? Uh, Varys saying what he said and saying he serves the realm and that's all that matters. That that shit is the best, man. That is the best stuff to me. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. And that's always been his character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A couple things. I promise you I'll look in the eye and speak directly if I ever thought you're making a mistake. This is a mistake. Cersei needs to be destroyed. But if we attack the city, tens of thousands of innocents will die. These are the people you came here to protect. Do not destroy the city you came to save. Do not become what you've always struggled to defeat. And she says, I'm here to free the world of tyrants. And I wrote, by being one. Okay? Tyrion tells Danny to offer Cersei surrender. They have two weeks before John arrives. We should make the effort, right? Mm-hmm. Tyrion says. Danny's best idea was saying, okay, we, maybe we should make the effort. Yeah, but she's just doing it to do it, and she I makes know. that so clear. I know. Vara says, all tyrants talk about destiny. And Tyrion's just afraid. Her life is convinced of it if she was sent here to save us all. How do you know she wasn't? And that's when Varys says, well, what about Jon Snow? Mm-hmm. Who would make a better ruler, Varys mm-hmm. asks. The one who wants, and he says he doesn't want it. Varys is like, whatever. And Tyrion says, we're discussing treason. But they're not. They're yeah. literally not. Var- they literally are, <laughs> Varys is. Well, no, they're not because Jon is actually the rightful heir. So it's not, that's is it treason? That's a great point. That's a great it's, point. It, that's I stand, what I'm saying. It's not right. treason. I stand corrected. He is tempered and reasonable. He is a man and he is the heir to the throne. And cocks are important, I'm afraid. Varys also suggests that they couldn't rule together. She would bend him to her will as she already has. True. Varys sees it all, guys. Yeah, he does. 
Varys loves the heritage. Targaryen mother, stock father. Of right. course he does. Who doesn't? Song of Ice and Fire, bitches. George R. R. Martin loves it too. A strong connection between the North and the Crown has always is always a key to maintaining a peaceful kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Tyrion says you have to fight for the people, even if it is a mistake, Varys says. Varys is pointing out very clear things here. It is a mistake, okay? And Tyrion says, well... Tyrion, Tyrion continues to use this 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 rhetoric by saying it's our job to advise her to not make the wrong choices. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't always listen to them. And mm-hmm. Tyrion, you don't have a lot of chips in the bank with her anymore. She's low on you right now. Yeah, you don't have much influence over her. So, dude, you, you, it's a little late, Tyrion, for you to convince Danny of anything. Varys says he won't betray the realm. But many will die if the wrong person sits on that throne. They deserve to live, Varys says. I will act in their interest no matter the personal cost to me. That is awesome. So what happens to her? Of course, Varys says nothing. Mm-hmm. Please don't, Tyrion says. And that's how it ends. That's awesome. Yeah. That's Game of Thrones, dude. I agree. That's great. a Good great, scene. great scene. Talking about a beloved character's possible demise. Mm-hmm. That is an excellent scene for me, right? I agree. It's good. So. Action? Yep. Um, Braun? Too, too oh, much yeah, talking? Oh, yeah, let's talk about Braun. Too much talking? Sure. Hey, I used to like Braun as a character, and this was the shittiest writing I've seen in the show other than, like, John not petting Ghost. It was- um, It was terrible to he me. He acted like a Disney rogue. It, this scene was, <laughs> like, to me, I almost don't even want to talk about it because I found it to be just so awful. Like, I'm sorry. It was literally- a Disney rogue, yeah. He's he was a like Disney Gaston rogue. in fucking Beauty yeah, and the Beast. He He's Disney like, oh, I'm fucking Gaston. Let me put my fucking feet up on this table. <laughs> oh, drink my fucking beer, eat my eggs in my fucking glass, like whatever. Like I'll sing the fucking song. Like, no. This was this was one of the worst things. And I like Braun. I spent all this time being like, Braun's an interesting character. He cares about Braun. He does whatever. But he also has this loyalty to like Tyrion and Jamie. So I was so curious to see how this conflict would play out. Here's how it played out with me being like, why is the writing on the show such shit? This was the worst. This was worse than Jamie being a fuck boy. This mm-hmm. is awful because there's, there's nothing also, redeemable and there's no discussion. What, whatever entrance Bronn took into Winterfell, the Night King should have taken with all his troops. No shit. What the fuck? He just waltzes uh, in. Oh, hey, I'm Bronn. Just let me in. Like, he had to ride up. I mean, whatever. He's a he's a he's a sneaky guy. He can sneak around. But but um, great quote from uh, our 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 mate Raffle. Remember when Bron chose to save Jamie from a dragon over grabbing his golden running because he doesn't. That's the. Do whole you remember that moment? Point. The beautiful yes. one of the most heroic hair raising moments of the show. Goosebumps. No, no. When Jamie char- he was going to trudge down the trash queen. So you better show some fucking respect. I want the trash queen dead. When Jamie was looking around, just think back on it, guys. He's looking around. Everyone's burning. Overwhelming odds for the bold, sweet, and courageous Jamie. And he snatches up a spear and he gallops forward to kill the evil mad queen and her dragon that's just indiscriminately killing all these troops. And Bronn pulls him off the horse. Um, and then he miraculously gets ashore. But that's another story. Yeah, that was annoying. Um, also, bold, sweet Jamie fucking standing up after Tyrion gets punched in the nose. See where he popped up for his brother? Because he loves his family. Okay. This scene with Bronn and the, the Lannister brothers <laughs> was the, other than what they did with Dorne, 
the worst writing the show has ever fucking done. Who else was that, Dorn? I don't even, Bron and, and Jamie. <laughs> so they've got a fucking problem with these two. This is the worst fucking writing all season, all episode. In, in, in the series as a whole, this scene was one of the worst things I've ever fucking seen. Come at me. I don't care. I will fight you about that. It was disgusting. Terrible character development. This is not who Braun is as a character. Yep, I it, agree. it was it was like to me, like unforgivable. It's disgusting. Like I I can't even like go through it and have a logical conversation because the first time I watched it, I was like, I'm fucking disgusted. And the second time I watched it, I'm like, I'm even more disgusted. What the fuck? So that's all I have to say about it. You think it was good? Fight me. Bye. We're right. done. We're done with that scene. There's not much more to say about Great. it. Other Bullshit. than, did we really think he was just going to waltz in and kill them and not broke for a better deal? Fuck no. Also, by the way, can I just say this about it? And we get it. You hate it. But getting promised Highgarden is a pretty fucking big deal. But he knows that's not fucking real. He's not a fucking dumbass idiot. Remember when Jamie sacked Highgarden? Pretty sick, huh? No, I forgot about that. What shit. a military commander. Do you remember when Elena Tyrell was a fucking queen yeah. of life? Remember when Jamie left that engagement and she was dead and he was alive? That was sick. Do you remember when Jamie is a fuckboy? That was sick too. Woo! Remember when he took River on from Ed Mertelli that week, bitch? Woo! Remember when he charged that dragon? Woo! Remember when he killed Cersei? Oh, wait, not yet. No, I can't wait until Jamie dies. Even though I picked him to live in my Deadpool. No, I want him to die anyways because I'm not going to win my Deadpool. So there goes my $200. Moving right. on. Are we done? Let's talk about action. Remember when Jamie dumped that troll the other night? <laughs> John Marginson. That was you dude, are the worst human dude. I've ever known. John Marginson writes Where's Remember the fucking Queen. Remember when Jamie dumped that troll the other night? Ooh, that's a heart shot. Good stuff, Johnny. Johnny's got my back with Jamie. I, I hope that God. John's wife divorces him right now after reading the show, okay? <laughs> you take it being dumped, you fucking troll. <laughs> You fucking Keith Bono, get out of my chat. No, no, there's only one Keith Bono. Yeah, well, John is bordering on that fucking territory. All right, right let's now. move on because we're losing control. We're almost done, at least. We've End of the episode. Progress. Go. Action. <laughs> Where do I start complaining? Let's try to have a conversation. Are you just ranting and complaining for another ninety okay. minutes? So you have a conversation with who? <laughs> I'm gonna listen, and then we complain. It was really bad. It was bad, though. The shipwreck was stupid. So, a couple things. You have dragons. How did you not know there's a fleet of ships? How were you surprised? You were fucking in the air. How are you shocked that there is a fleet of ships? I can't. I'm dying. It's so bad. It's so, tell me how. Go. You can't. It's dumb. It's so stupid. Also, the, those shots are pretty far. You uh, think? Those are really far ballista shots. <clears throat> so this is the second time that uh, Euron Greyjoy has snuck up on a fleet. The other time was at night and in fog. Fine. That's fine. I'm that's fine. fine. That. It's still a little dicey to engage and destroy multiple ships and with kill your ships. Let me, please. I'm sorry. Please. I'm sorry. It's hard. For- no, I'm asking you. We've seen it before. We've seen the fucking, the, the Euron ship. At night, that one was a little... I mean, there was like... I hemmed and hawed. I was like, ah, really? You, your whole ship closed in? Your whole fleet closed in on their fleet with no scout ships? Nobody sees anything? Nobody's in a crow's nest? Nothing? Fine, it's nighttime. It's it's foggy. Cool. Not to mention, 
Euron wielded one of the most awesome weapons ever seen, which is that goddamn axe shaped like a kraken. That is an awesome weapon. And it immediately, and I forgave it. And then Theon got cowardly and jumped over. All right. We love Theon now, so let's stop. We'll remember those let bad me, times. Let me, I'm going to literally shut your mic off. So, and then we have this part, which is you have a dragon way up in the air. There's, it's just totally, you're, it's, it's insane that there is no, no spotting. First of all, no spotting from the dragons and no spotting from the other fleet. It makes zero sense that this ambush was even possible. And it's, and it's really unfortunate. It didn't have to be this way. Like, this is the most annoying part about this. Because it's possible, it, it's, it's possible you could have hid the fucking, you know, it, 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 you don't even need her to be surprised. It's possible Danny would have flown too close anyway, even if she saw them, right? I, I don't know. They just wanted to sort of, part of me likes the unceremonious killing of a dragon. I think that's kind of cool. I just didn't like that nobody spotted it. I didn't like that. I didn't, I didn't like that part of it much. There's no communication. It's a clear, sunny day. You've got great visibility when you're flying way up in the clouds with the dragon. I don't, it, it makes no sense why you wouldn't have seen this ahead of time. So there's that. 100%. Stupid. The logistics, the logistics, the logistics of, man, of Miss Sandy getting captured are also kind of dumb. The logistics of no one dying and then being in the middle of the ocean and all just swimming ashore is also dumb. Right. The logistics of Tyrion, <laughs> they're fucking Tyrion fake out bullshit. Don't you fucking ever give me Tyrion fake out bullshit like you did in this fucking episode. It's disgusting. Yeah, he wasn't even wounded. Um, it was disgusting. All right. Fake out okay. for no reason. No, you know what? Don't you okay me when I'm complaining. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I will. I'll shut your fucking mic off. I will How do you like murder you. <laughs> Just like that fucking dragon. You'll be dead. So let's talk about the parlay. Oh, at King's Landing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is fucking stupid too. I was mad about everything that happened here. Um, why, why, where are your dragons? Why is your dragon not flying and killing everybody? Bye. Well, because they learned their lesson with the ballistas because they see a bunch of them lined up along the wall. So with, I couldn't just sneak around back and shit? No. I couldn't right. sneak around anything. I guess they went to, to deliver the terms of surrender. Tyrion's idea, by the way. Yeah, which is fine. You're off mic. Um, which was fine. So then they get there. And I'm thinking to myself, why, and you could see the dragon sort of looming on the ground in the background. If we're to believe that they just established in the scene before the ranges of those ballista are what they are, they could have just lit that dragon up while it was sitting on the ground. They could have used those ballista and all those bowmen to just waste them. And I know that I argued with listener Jason Tick about this because he doesn't think that, um, that Cersei would do this. But I thought, isn't this the moment where Cersei just goes, oh, this is all you brought and I have all your leaders here? Let's mop them up. Let's just kill them. Let's get rid of them. One of the things said in an earlier scene was um, the idea of losing leadership and what, it can do to, um, and what it can do to the ranks. You have all these leaders here, mm-hmm. right? If Cersei is calling Danny the great usurper and she has her people terrified of her and we know this person has dragons and we know what happened last time dragons were flying around this continent... I don't think she needs to sell. They came here and demanded our surrender and we killed them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because it's just dumb to, 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 to do, but I feel like she probably could just wasted them. But there's that. Okay, that aside, what do you think of the implications when Tyrion tries to plead with Cersei and he mentions the baby? Every fucking meme 
about Euron. Come on, you've seen the memes where it's like, Euron, when Tyrion says he knows about a baby that he found out 10 minutes ago, and it's like the person trying to figure out the math problem, I die. Every time, every one, there's been like seven of them, I laugh every fucking time. Those are huge implications that this is now public knowledge because one is public knowledge that Cersei's pregnant. Two, Euron thinks it's his baby, but they all know it's not Euron's baby. Tyrion knows that. Mm-hmm. Tyrion's implicating that clearly. Well, there was a moment where somebody's asking how he knows. It's because there was a moment where she pats her belly. Yeah, the, he's, he's always like, been under oh. that impression right. since last season. That's yep. she, she hinted that to him, and he believed that. That's why he quote-unquote, thought she'd actually come to Winterfell, blah, blah, whatever. Um, I like that he said that out loud. I think that that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I like that he was the one negotiating with Cersei to start because that was an interesting dynamic. Um, I hate everything else. I hate that a dragon didn't burn them. I hate that they didn't just shoot and kill fucking everybody. They killed them all. Um, that was stupid as fuck. They had, it was they the had dumbest like, thing I've ever seen how many in people? my life. 25 people there? It was so stupid. Um, hated that. Um, You've made that clear. Masandi was real cute in her death. That was a bummer. I liked her that she said Dracarys <laughs> as her final words, but I was also like, um, she said Dracarys, whereas a dragon to burn people. <laughs> so when she said that, I was like, oh, fuck, they're going to come burn all these bitches. It's going to be great. No, that didn't happen. And I was mad. And then her head got chopped off. And then Grey Worm was just like this. Ugh, he just looked away in disgust. And I was like, <laughs> Grey Worm, get... Everyone who says Grey Worm has a dad bod now is also correct. He looked like he gained why weight. Why did he gain so much weight? Yeah. Like, we know Gilly's pregnant, and now they wrote that into the show. Because originally, I'm like, why is Gilly so fat? And I'm like, oh, shit, she's pregnant. I'm like, is that a show thing, or is she actually pregnant? And I think she must be pregnant in real life. Mm-hmm. Because her she, she just looks so big. No offense. Like, now I feel like I'm being an asshole. But whatever. Grey Worm why? is obviously you put on not— weight when you're pregnant. There's nothing yeah, wrong with that. Grey Worm is obviously not pregnant. He is definitely put on weight. Okay. That's good. That means he's getting paid. He's fucking, that's awesome. He's living the life. Good he's like, him. I'm Grey Worm bitches. He drinks beer all day and fucking eats Kentucky Fried Chicken like he, the Red Sox used to do. He drinks, he did, what, is that a black joke? No. Talking about the Red Sox doing chicken and beer? No, it's a literally joke about fucking Jason Veritek and fucking uh, uh, T. I know. What's I know face? what it was. I'm just trying to rattle you. It How works. How dare you By the insult way, me about the Red Sox? He gets Sox. a drink for free, too. He's in Game of Thrones. That guy doesn't buy a beer if he goes to a bar. Gilly is pregnant in real life, which I knew. I could tell by looking at her. All right. Let's talk about important shit about instead of Gilly's fucking weight. <laughs> Jesus Great. Christ. Where was the dad bod? When Masani got murdered, he was just like this. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish this was a recorded podcast. Well, <laughs> I actually don't because I'm still in work clothes. But like, it was like a sad version of the Superman. Like, it was like a sad version of the Superman. <laughs> like he literally like turned away and put his head to his. I can't. Is because so he silly. doesn't want to show weakness in front of Cersei. He's not going to give Cersei that. All right, can I talk about Miss Sandy for a minute? Go, because <clears throat> I let's get to that point. Miss Sandy's character is pretty tragic, uh, as it were, because she was, I, I believe the word Dracarys is the word that freed her of her bonds, right? Yeah. When Danny said Dracarys, that little dragon burned up that guy. Was it an Astapor, wherever they were? Burned up that bald guy. He died. And then suddenly Miss Sandy was free. She was given a choice. And, um, and her final word was Dracarys, which is kind of a fucking bummer. Because... The word, the, the word that sort of birthed her freedom was Dracarys, and then the word that birthed her death in chains, by the way, which is really tragic, was Dracarys. I, I think we, we talked at the beginning about, about Missandei, about Missandei's death, 
in about how it, it feels like an, it is an oversight by the writers as far as I'm concerned, because it doesn't really serve a narrative purpose at all. Because at this point with two episodes left, we don't need to see somebody like Miss Sandy uh, suffer the way she did to get the point that Westeros is a tough fucking place. And we certainly don't need any more motivation for Danny to want to kill a bunch of people. We already understand that Cersei is a bad guy. We get it. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Next. I think that, I think that um, what would have been really awesome is if Miss Sandy would have jumped. In- I thought she was going to do that the whole time. I was waiting for it. it. it I literally was waiting for her <clears throat> to kill herself. I, I, I fucking waited for it. That, it, that would have been great writing. That would have been shit that people of Westeros would have sung fucking songs about. And, and we as viewers would have been like, Think about wow. it. Wow. You, two things. Number one, you, <clears throat> she's putting in, she's putting the only, she's putting a terrible predicament. Okay. She's putting a terrible predicament. I don't like that. She kind of just dies like a lamb. She just gets her head cut off. I think from where she was and where she is, if she would have just jumped as soon as the mountain starts pulling out that giant sword, yes. if she would have just run and she says Dracarys first, though, when she says, what are your last words? I Hell want, yeah. give me those last words. Dracarys she says Dracarys and, swan and then dives. she fucking jumps because you know what? In the Dude, chat, um, Audrey Ellis says, um, I think it was Audrey Ellis, right? Her dying in chains made me upset. Me too. Me I said the same too. thing 10 minutes ago. Yeah, no, I know. I just want to give her an acknowledgement. <laughs> okay? If I want to communicate with Jessica, I'll type in the chat, guys. <laughs> So yes, she died and changed. It's a bummer. If she would have said Dracarys in Swan Dove, number one, yes. it, it's, it's, it's a fuck you to Cersei that you can't control me. I decide when I die, not the mountain and certainly not you, me, I do. You don't decide. It's my time to decide. That would have been such a bold and powerful statement. And it would have been such a blow to Cersei and everyone there's morale. Even if they would have pretended it wasn't, it would have been like, like that kind of shit, like, that kind of shit would piss Cersei off. It would fluster her to know that that power that she had over Miss Sandy in that moment was taken away from her because Miss Sandy decided to take it back for herself. Mm-hmm. Imagine the, the the fucking poem, the Jenny Oldstone's poem that would have come out yes. about Miss Sandy if she denied the fucking evil queen when she jumped to her own death and just said, no, I decide. Dracarys, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool down there, Grey Worm. I'm out and just jumped. That would have been amazing. We already know Cersei's evil. The mountain didn't need to chop her goddamn head off. That's my rant about Miss Sandy. It's sad because I think after, after Grey Worm had his moment, I suddenly became more interested. The writing was a little deeper for him and a little deeper for her and it meant something. And I thought, wouldn't it be kind of interesting if these two characters against all odds survived? There's a story to be told about the meek shall inherit the earth. And Miss Sandy could have been one of those people that lived to tell the tale. Miss Sandy was someone who I felt really certain would live because I felt like, I don't know, like, just like you say, the meek shall inherit the earth and, and things like that. There was something about Masande where I know I've shed on her a lot on the show, but I was like, no, this is a character who who could live. And especially if she'd like lost Grey Worm, mm-hmm. I felt like she, because I feel like there is something about Game of Thrones that really gives into powerful female characters. Mm-hmm. I feel like Masande could be that. And they've always like towed that line and never given her enough. And I felt like they could true. give her that this season by killing Grey Worm. And in the final episodes of the show, really putting her in a power position where the show ends with her by the side of whoever's in power, whether it's Danny, whether it's John, whether it's Sansa, whether it's the fucking Night King, whoever was going to be. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know obviously not the Night King now, but you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the season, like, 
not saying it out loud, but in the back of my mind being like, There's okay, potential here. I think Masandi could be really redeemed for me. And they started to do it and they started to do it. And then what did they do? They kill Masandi and left fucking dad bought alive. Like, come on. <laughs> I l- let the fuck the women on the show are so good. Let them continue to be good. Masandi is a better character than Grey Worm. And I'm not trying to be shitty, but she is. And I feel like there's more potential for her and everything she's been through. And I'm not, and I know I've shown Grey Worm a lot and said he's shitty and like, whatever, he's fine. But come on, in this moment. I don't think it's an either or. What is Grey Worm going to do for the end of the show that's going to make Masandi's death worth it for me? And the answer is he's not. But he's like going to kill the mountain with the hound. If he does, great. If he does, then you know what? I'll look back on this episode and I'll say it happened for a reason. Just like I said, oh, if Tormund dies in a tragic fashion saving Bran's life, I'll look back on this episode where Tormund didn't die in all these fake outs and it'll be worth it. But guess what they did with Tormund? They sent him off to Winterfell to film Beethoven part fucking two with Ghost. Okay? So, is the show actually going to do what we want them to do? I don't know. We know what we want. Yeah, if Grey Worm does that, then yes, it's worth it. But if he doesn't, then it's not. I don't care. See, I don't fall into the, is the show going to do what I want mentality either. I just want it to be good. At the end of the day, that's all I want. Just make it good. Yeah, great. And guess what? It's not going to be good if it was all all for nothing. And yes, I get that some things are all for nothing and there are deaths that happen for no reason. But not with two episodes left. You're at the end of your show. Like, we can have all for nothing deaths. We've watched it. On, we've seen it on Lost. We saw it on, like, the fucking leftovers. Like, HBO, oh, Lost wasn't on HBO. But you know what I mean. Um, these are the all the time. But. That's one of the things I was saying at the beginning is that sometimes it's important to have a character die and, it has, and it's meaningless because the meaninglessness of it is the actual point. I just think it's a misstep with Miss Sandy. Based on the character today, based on what we've seen, I think... I, I I just think it is. I, I think it's a kind of a misstep. I agree. Um, I think, I, I hope the show doesn't take the surviving member of this, of this couple that became interesting to me and fuck him up too. I hope he, do, I hope, I hope they do something cool with Grey Worm as a result of this. Me too, but. And, and, and if she would have jumped it there, it would have been really heartbreaking to me. Me too. But when the, when he pulled the sword out and cut her head off, I just went, come on, Game me of Thrones. Me too. I felt the same. The whole time I was watching that scene the first time around, I was like, she's going to kill herself. She's going to jump. And and I like, I felt that. And I was like, that is going to be fucking powerful. Where she's like, I would rather kill myself in front of the man that I love and the woman who I've sworn my life to mm-hmm. than, than be killed. Yeah. And the fact that she didn't, to me, was bad writing. It was for shock value. The head cut off. Correct. Blah, blah. So we can make memes, making jokes about Grey Worm breaking up with her when she lost a body part. Like, I know. I read your memes and I laughed. Don't worry. But. There's nothing I love more than the memes that people post and somebody else doesn't think it got posted and then it gets posted again. And I have to see the same fucking meme five times and then talk about the same memes again on the podcast. Sorry. I'm just being, I'm just being a grouch. I literally don't care. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't I'm care. over the fucking memes, by the way. Not me. I love them. Every second. Make your point. My point is. I wish she would have fucking jumped. Me too. I feel like it would have been more powerful. I don't feel like they're going to redeem this with Grey Worm. I, I know you do, but I don't because they already let me down with Torment. And and I I feel like this show, and, and don't get me wrong, I want these last two episodes to make me feel like, okay. And also don't get me wrong, like in a year I'll rewatch Game of Thrones and I'll probably feel the same way I felt about Lost. Mm-hmm. But now I'm at the point where I'm in the last season of Game of Thrones 
and I'm in like the loss mentality, which loss watchers can understand is problematic where you're like, I waited all these years, like it was six years and lost. It was less, but you were like, I waited all this time for these answers to these questions and for you to give justice to these characters. And they really fucked up a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and don't get me wrong. Like I love loss. It's, it's one of my favorite shows of all time, Clearly. but I'm, I'm afraid that game of Thrones is literally going down that same path where they're like really fucking up stuff that they shouldn't fuck up. And it's really hard for me. So Um, it's hard. It's hard to love a show so much and to feel this way. Right. If the show sucked, we wouldn't be talking about it. Um, Somebody said in the chat, it's um, there's something to be said for standing and facing death. It went by and sorry, I don't see it. And I actually actually agree with that sentiment, but maybe not with this character. We saw that to be truthful. We saw that with the young Greyjoy. He knew he stood no chance against the Night King and he charged him and we knew he was going to die. And Theon knew he was going to die in that moment. And that's kind of like standing and facing your death. I think with Miss Sandy, for her character and her, her, her character's liberation, I think for her to, to take command of herself and decide in the final moments of her life the way it was going to go down would have been just so fucking rad. I would have wept. Like a baby. Yes. I would I would have liked that a lot more than what we saw. And what we saw did not feel powerful to me. All right. So this goes down and um and and uh and, and that's that's kind of it. What what do you think? This episode had moments I like, but overall for an hour and thirty minute episode okay. Overall for an hour and thirty minute episode I was disappointed. I was disappointed about a lot of things. They fucked up a lot of shit. Here's another problem I have with this. So when I originally watched the episode, I was all like, oh shit, battle, deaths. I wasn't expecting this. I'm so excited, right? Because you just thought, you're like, oh, it's going to be a setup episode. And then we're going to get two battle episodes basically to end the show. So that's how I felt. And then when all of a sudden a dragon's getting shot down, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is so cool. And then I thought about it. I'm like, was it cool? And then I rewatched it again the next day and I was like, it wasn't cool. So that's my problem. Is I feel like they're like, oh, they don't just want setup, so we're gonna throw in some fucking murder and some battle, but it's not gonna make any sense. Mm-hmm. I got you. I and what you're saying. they're gonna like in the moment, and those casual viewers who just watch it once are gonna be like, yeah, like some some of the idiots I work with. Um, but the people who actually give a shit are gonna be like, I have a problem because we actually give a shit about the show. They have two episodes left. They literally have two episodes left of the show that I've loved and I've dedicated eight years of my life to now. I watched episode one of the show live. I was at a fucking party where everybody else was watching the Boston Celtics. You were there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eight years ago, we were at a party with a bunch of people where a ton of people were in one room watching a Celtics playoff game and we were all watching the premiere of Game of Thrones. Okay. Eight years ago, this is what happened. and Or maybe it was more than eight years ago, whatever. But I'm just saying cause it was eight seasons. I'm like making a guess and it's probably nine years. Here we are, eight to nine years later, watching the last season. So many years of my life have been dedicated to this fucking show. I can't have it let me down. <laughs> I can't. I need them to turn it around in these last two episodes. It, like, I love this show and I love these characters and I've loved watching it. I've loved dissecting it. I've loved podcasting about it so, so, so much. You guys know I love podcasting about TV shows. Like that's why I don't do the movie podcast. This is the shit that I love. I love this episode to episode over time getting to know. 
I, I don't want the show to fuck it up. They have two episodes left. The show means so much to me. It would be devastating. Like more devastating than Lost. Because Lost, I could find redeeming qualities and I could do whatever. And it was six seasons. It was whatever. It would really hurt me if the show fucked up these last two episodes. That's what I'm saying about the show. Good final thoughts. Um, I don't think I have anything more to add <laughs> to what has already been said. I think I have said enough. Um, I don't know if there's uh, if there's anything else I need to uh, I need to say. If anybody has any uh, questions in the chat before we part ways, you're more than welcome to post them. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what we're going to see. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what's going to happen. But um, I am I am I am ready. I'm. I, part of me says I I am not ready for the show to be done because I love Game of Thrones as an intellectual property. But I'm also pragmatic in going. It needs to end, and it needs to end sort of post haste because uh, we are at the end here. And um, I think no matter what, I, I think no matter what, people with with a show like this, and, and with with the time investment that we have, I think we have. I think we have. People are going to be disappointed, and some people are not going to be disappointed. Um, and I think we'll see a lot of polarizing opinions. And um, hopefully, uh, hopefully. Hopefully the episodes give me enough good to try to sort of maintain a balanced perspective on Game of Thrones as much as I can. Yeah. And um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It peaked in season three, four, and five. Uh, three, five? Two, three, and Ooh. four. Uh, what am I trying to say? Three, three, two, season three, five two, is two, three, the four. Season five started. Dorn. Um, but um, two, three, four. Yeah, two, three, four. Four is the best season of Game of Thrones, hands down. I will fight anyone about that. Three and that. four are the best, for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's... um. It is what it is. And I guess the best I can say is that, you know, I, I use the Star Wars example. Star Wars has sort of kind of just become this thing that doesn't quite excite me anymore. Maybe I've aged out of it. Maybe, maybe, I don't know what it is. But I do know that for many years of my life, it provided me a lot of entertainment by way of the expanded universe. And I read a lot of cool books and cool stories and there were cool role-playing games and cool video games. And for that, I will forever love it. Um, and I kind of feel the same way about Game of Thrones. I think outside of an, an, an utter garbage ending, I can't, I don't see myself not saying, oh, I won't, like, I'll still go back and watch some of those cool scenes with Tywin. I'll still go back and watch some of those cool scenes with Ned Stark and Stannis and stuff. Season like, four, episode nine, I'll watch all day, every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I would, I would, I would watch the series probably again. I might read the books again. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't hate the fucking intellectual property. And I think part of the issue with fandom is, is that we, we, if we didn't care about it, we wouldn't allow us ourselves to be, to have an emotional response to it. Um, and I guess that's just kind of the way it goes. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So that's all I really have to say other than I have also enjoyed podcasting about game of Thrones. I think it's a compelling show. Like I said, this style of storytelling, Westeros, this was this was something, guys. This was like, wow, Lord of the Rings, except with real big time adult themes and with real black and white characters and not just like fucking, you know, archetypical heroic art people. You know what I'm saying? There was something, there was a nuance to it that was fascinating. And um, and because of that, I will forever be grateful for it. But and, and that's not to say that there aren't times where because I love the intellectual property so much, I don't go, man, what a fucking bummer. And it bums me out. But that's what we do. We podcast and uh and, uh, and despite, uh, despite how sometimes I might feel about it overall, we got to put it over our knee a little bit. And, uh, that's sometimes what happens. So there you go. We that's still all like I have the to show, say. Though. 
Yeah, you know, as long as Jamie Lannister lives, I still no. like it. As soon oh, as no, he, I let him live my Deadpool. As soon as he d- dies, I shut it off and I never watch it again. So, That's he better not die before the end of the last episode. If he dies, if he dies next week, there's not going to be a finale can podcast. I a, can I have a dip? Does anyone volunteer to be my co-host when Jamie dies? <laughs> anyone? Anyone? Not John Martinson, but anyone else? All right. Um, we're out of here. Thanks, guys. Was there any? Well, was there any questions in the chat? I didn't even read it after. No, I asked they just for it. chatted the whole time, and I read all their stuff. They've made it clear that the only known were oh, oh more dragons. Oh, Jesus Christ! That would be very Deus Ex Machina at this point, wouldn't it? Audrey Ellis is going to be my co-host. John Martin says John Martin says he wouldn't do it, and that's fine because I don't want him. He wouldn't do what? Podcast with me. Oh, okay. Good. Don't want that, John. Bye. Talk about fire and water. YouTube podcasting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It would not go All right. well. We're out of here. We love you guys. Have a great day. We will see you next week, but probably not on Tuesday, I believe. No, definitely not on Tuesday. I have a work event. So are we thinking Wednesday next week? Monday mm. or Wednesday. I'm going to have to look at my right. schedule. We'll I'll keep- get back to you. But it'll be, <clears throat> it will be Monday or Wednesday. I'm sorry. I, I have a work no. event. It's really cool. I'm going to like a food truck and beer event for work. All so. right. We love you guys. Have a good one. Goodbye. Okay, Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for checking out LSG Media's coverage of A Game of Thrones. Make sure you check us out on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net, where you can see other shows we have like The Walking Dead and the Science Fiction Film Podcast. Alright, folks, we will catch you next week. Have a good one. Have a good one.